0: Hey, what's up guys? It's Will Bowman with The Art of the Interview. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Today, uh, I have an interview in review episode coming at you guys. Um, We are going to be talking about an interview that I did earlier this week um, as a part of a video production job that I am working on right now. Now, so before we jump into the actual interview, the pros, the cons, uh, just the general what was done well and what could be done better, um, I am going to give you a little bit of a background on this interview uh, interviewee. So the the production I'm working on right now is a series uh, of videos that I'm producing as a part of a marketing campaign, sort of slash, digital funnel build that I'm doing for a local nonprofit here in Roseburg, the town in which I live, and the the nonprofit um, provides assistance to. Um, needy parents, um, and families, especially women and children, um, who just need a little bit of extra help, um, to get back on their feet and maybe some training on how to be good parents, um, and to take care of their kids and work with their significant other so that their parent their kiddos don't get taken to the foster care system. Um, it's a faith-based organization here. Um, I... Been I was connected through my church. The pastor of my church connected me with them, and I'm doing some video um, for them. And this particular interviewee is a pastor um, uh, for a local church who has partnered with this organization, um, and uh, who was kind of going. We were going to do an interview because one of the videos that we're making is. connected to, the purpose of it is to convince pastors to partner with the organization. So it's probably a lot more explanation that was necessary, but um, some of the pre-work that I've done, so I did a pre-interview with this pastor where I went and visited him at the church, we talked, um, we kind of connected, and I got sort of an idea of how he would fit in to this project, what answers he could bring, just kind of started that pre-work so that I wasn't going in blind and just asking questions willy-nilly, and I'm really glad I did because I was able to identify some particular stories and particular focuses for questions that I think would be relevant to the campaign that we were doing, which I then proceeded to write questions for and give him those questions um, for the interview. So couple things that I did well um, in prepping this particular interviewee, because generally speaking, I think the interview went pretty well. Um, I wouldn't say I knocked it out of the park. Um, I would say it was a solid B plus on the interview scale. So um, like I said, I wrote out some solid questions that I did reference during the interview, Um, did a pre-interview to start the process of building the container of trust, and then I also... Um, before the interview texted him and said, Hey, are you a coffee drinker? And I ended up going and getting us both some coffee, which was great. Um, and, um, the other things that, um, during the interview, um, I, I, one thing that I think worked really well, especially with him was I started with a story. Um, my first question was tell me a story about an encounter that really struck you to the heart and showed you the need for safe families, which is safe families is the organization that we're doing the marketing campaign for. And from that, um, he told me some great stories. Um, one of the stories was how he was in a hospital um, holding a drug baby and talked about how he knew people, and he'd met people who um, knew that their kids were going to be taken away from them, and um, they just didn't know how to be parents, and it wasn't necessarily their fault, they just didn't know how to do it. He also told me a story about his dad, who was a great money person, um, and in his retirement, he started volunteering with an organization called CASA. You might be familiar with it. And he said, you know, my dad, he's always been a really good money person. He's always known how to handle money really well. But when he started to volunteer for CASA, he very quickly had to have a little bit of humility. He had a little bit of a wake-up call in that you know, he would be like, why don't these people understand how to do money? And his wife had to be like, hey, you know, not everyone understands how to do money like you do. Not everyone has the same experience that you do. Um, Not everyone knows the same things that you do. And that was kind of a humbling experience for him. So anyways, all these, all these stories came from me asking for stories. When you ask for stories, generally, you're going to get stories, or at least you're more likely to get stories. And stories are great because they're relatable. People can connect with them as opposed to getting too deep into some techno babble, you know, those kinds of things. Um, people like stories, and stories are a great way to connect with headier concepts and organizations on a less heady level. So, that was one really good thing. Um, another good thing I did is I did, I pressed a little bit to dig. Um, On a couple of questions, and some of it, some there was one that worked somewhat well, and I got a little bit deeper. Um, There was another one where it actually didn't work so well, and he just kind of repeated something that he had already said. And so I was like, well, that was kind of a flop, and that happens sometimes. You ask a question, you try to push a little deeper, and they just repeat the same thing. it happens, you know, it happens to the best of us. So, um, now a couple of things that I think, you know, I really would like to improve on. And I think that I could prove on in the future. Um, one thing that I did not do well is there were moments where I was not very, I, I wasn't present enough to where, to what the person was saying to where I asked some somewhat repetitive questions. And if you ask repetitive questions, generally speaking, you get, it does two things. One, you don't really get that much more information. And two, it breaks a little bit of the container because the person wants to know that you're actually listening to them. They don't want to just feel like a vending machine where you put a question in and you get an answer out and, you know, you go along your way. They want you to know, they want to know that you're really listening to them. So when you ask a question that's almost repetitive, it is a little bit of a break in the container whether they know it or you know it or not. And I can feel that. I felt that yet when I asked the question. You can recover from it. It's not the end of the world, but it does break the container a little bit. So that, um... That was one area that I think that I could have improved in, and that could have been improved by me breathing in, letting go of the questions more, being more present, um, rather than just, um, and this is honestly something I struggle with a little bit, because when you're doing a marketing interview, there's specific things you kind of want to get to, and so letting go of those questions and just being curious is something that's always somewhat difficult because, oh, I have to get through all these questions, right? And we had a limited time, only had an hour um, before the person had to leave. And so it's a little bit of a delicate dance to do, um, one which I'm not perfect at yet. That said, the other area that I think that I can improve, and I actually talked about this in my podcast yesterday a little bit, and that is that there were several moments when I kind of felt like I could have pressed a little more and gotten a little bit of a more heartfelt, deep answer for some of the questions. But I didn't. And the reason for that is because I've always had somewhat of an insecurity and a difficulty asking hard questions. And what I mean by hard questions isn't asking hostile prodding questions that very quickly, you know, destroy the container, but you still get some good interview, you know, you get some incriminating interview snippets that you can shove onto your news channel and get everyone to drool over for 15 minutes and cause drama. That's not what I'm talking about. Hard questions are questions which elicit powerful emotional responses. And that can be anger. But that can also be elation. That can be sadness. You know, these are all harder emotions to hold the container for because they're big and they always, there's always, if the container's not strong enough, it can break. And to be perfectly honest, I just haven't quite figured out how to ask those questions in a way that doesn't break the container and to build my container strong enough to where I, it doesn't break that and I'm a young interviewer, to be perfectly honest with you, and that's something that I still um, am trying to figure out. That said, um, one thing that I'm going to try, either in this next interview or in another interview that I'm doing, is I'm going to try and just be upfront with the person toward the beginning of the conversation, and I'm just going to tell them, hey, I might ask you some hard questions, and these are questions that um, elicit a powerful emotional response in you. And if I do that, you know, I don't want you to be afraid of um, coming across tears too much or um, you know, feeling like those emotions are not okay. I want you to just be honest with them um, and feel safe to go ahead and express them and they will be respected. Um, and that's okay. I want those. So I'm gonna just try and be upfront and build that into th- build that into the direction at the beginning of the interview because I think that'll go a long way to sort of setting the container of hey this is expected this is normal be prepared for this and it's okay if and when it happens and you'll be respected in that and I think that will go a long way um, to Um, At least I hope that will go a long way to allowing for that so that those powerful emotions can become um, acceptable in the form of the interview. We're not just there to have, um, to get through questions. We're there to have a genuine emotional connection. So, all right, guys, that is my interview in review today. So I'll do a little summary here for you. Start with a story, dig a little deeper Um, If you feel the energy in a particular location, try not to ask repetitive questions. Instead, try to listen and base your questions off of a deeply felt listening experience Um, and um, active listening, listening beneath what's being said. And also, um, you know, if you're going to ask hard questions, don't do it in a way where you're breaking the container and destroying the safety of the interview figure out ways to where you can build it in so the person can feel honest and feel free to be honest and emotional and sincere, but that you maintain that safety and trust that you've worked so hard to build with them. Um, And that way you can have your cake and eat it too. You can genuinely get to the heart of what the person feels and thinks, but you don't have to have um, a hostile experience with that person. You can come out on the other side feeling genuine, um, genuinely connected to them rather than, um, like you're <laughs> on two sides of, uh, a battlefield and there's just carcasses strewn all over the place and, uh, the, the carnage is everywhere. So that's not how we want to come out of an interview. So, all right, guys, um, that's today's episode. And we'll see you on the next episode of the art of the interview.